Welcome to Let's Talk Nonprofit with Brittany Johnson, where service outweighs profit. Let's talk about it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Let's Talk Nonprofit with Brittany. I am your host, Brittany J. in the building, coming to you live from Old Fashioned Health Network Station. And I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to talk to my audience today. I'm going to talk to my fans and just really tell them, you know, about me and my journey um, and how I got started. So let's just jump right on in here. So practically, I'm interviewing myself, okay? (laughs) So bear with me. Um, Just a little bit about myself. Once again, I am Brittany Johnson. I hail from Atlanta, Georgia. I have... uh, attended what Continental Colony, um, North Atlanta High School. Um, I went to Shaw University for my undergrad and I am currently at Clark Atlanta right now um, getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling. Shout out to to the mental health department, to the counseling department at Clark Atlanta. The undergraduate experience that I had and, and how it pretty much led to my current position now. So back in college, I would say rather around my junior year, I um, made some decisions that affected my course of life. And what I mean when I say that is I was dealing with someone in during the course of our relationship, we became homeless. And that was a, <laughs> how can I say this? This this was a, that was an interesting time of my life because a lot happened during that uh, time. So when we, bec- when I became homeless, um, there were some things that were going on with me mentally as well. So I was experiencing depression and anxiety because I was still, you know, in school doing what I needed to do to try to um, keep my grades up because I was a AB student. So just trying to make sure I maintain my average, but you know, with everything that I was dealing with at that time. So from working. Um, as a work study student and having a part-time job and still going to school, um, having what, four classes or maybe even more on my uh, class schedule, that really took a toll on me and it drove me to a place of feeling hopeless and helpless in my life. And I was too ashamed. I was ashamed to tell people what I was going through. You know, I was an active member of a sorority and, you know, I had people that I uh, could confide in, but not like that, not something this detrimental to me, right? Um, I had line sisters. I didn't feel like I could talk to them about it because 
I didn't want nobody to look at me any differently than the light that I was in. So that really took um, me through a, a whirlwind of emotions um, and thoughts and even to the point of me contemplating suicide. Um, that was that was different for me. Um, and then even out of becoming homeless is still, how can I say this? Um, it just really took a toll on me. And then from there, domestic violence arose. Um, because of course, you know, when you're in a situation where you don't feel like you have everything under control, everybody's emotions is at an all-time high. And I feel like both of our emotions were at an all-time high and it just took a toll on its own and I couldn't control it. This was a situation that I felt was out of my control. And as I began to, you know, talk about it, um, I muffled up the courage to tell my parents what what happened and what I was going through in order for them to, you know, help me because they're what six hours, maybe even longer away from North Carolina. So by the time they got up there, you know, I was I didn't want them to just, you know, come up there just like that. So they were able to help and I was I'm forever grateful for the help that my parents um, assisted me with because without them, I don't think that I would have been able to get out of that situation on my own. Right. So I'm forever grateful for my parents. And so, you know, let's move on. I was able to graduate. Um, I was able to get a place for myself and graduated. And then I started working at a at a nonprofit organization uh, after I graduated. And so that was an interesting experience for me. Um, it was an eye opener as well because I then realized that the services that were rendered were just quick fixes and band-aids to the overall or the underlying problem that uh, the that the homeless population was facing, right? So because this is just from me talking to those that are that are experiencing it, that are coming in the facility and, you know, utilizing our services. And from talking to them, um, I found out, you know, some things and ways I could help. And then I moved my way up to becoming a case manager at that particular nonprofit organization. And I was able to make some change, but then I saw uh, another light because even after I placed them, connected them to services and, you know, give them the help that they need, they found their way back to the facility. And I was just perplexed as to why they were coming back. Because I'm like, you have a house, you you have services, you, you're, you're taking your medication, you're, you're going to counseling, you know, what what is it like? How did you end up? Here again, right? So that 
had me to take a hard look at the problem and really um, see how we can make a change. And I became, I remember becoming so frustrated and furious with the system to the point where I was like, yo, it has to be something we can do. It has to be something we can do more because, you know, yes, they're able to stay there for a certain amount of time, but that's not enough. Like they need more time. It takes a, a good three weeks, which is probably majority of their time of the duration stay to get a birth certificate, you know, or to get their social security card because they have lost it along the way. And in order to, you know, get services or continuum care and or uh, permanent living situations, they're requiring or requesting for you to um, provide a birth certificate or social security card or a driver license if you need to work and things of that nature. So, and they didn't have that. They either had one or the other or none. And just to even get them to the point of obtaining all, all the documentation, it took well over four to five weeks because it's a waiting process because you have to wait on um, other organizations to do what they need to do in order to um, risk in order for them to provide the services uh, that needed for the person to receive the information that they need. So I saw that and I was like, we had to add more time to, to people stay because they were still waiting, you know, in order for things to really move in their favor. And I was just like, that's that's absurd. It something must be done. Like I was I was against the point where I was like, I I don't know what else I can do. Like I can only do what in what I'm able and capable of doing in the confines of my job description, right? So um because me, I'm like, I wanna take over the world. Like I wanna make sure that everybody that's homeless, they get a place to stay, they get connected services, that they're able to receive the help that they need. So um, that was just interesting that I was able to do that um, coming off of my situation, right? So not to, because not too long ago, I was just in that predicament. And so I came with a different level of empathy and, and compassion for, for those that, we, that I was um, serving at that time. And that really just moved me in a way that it was just hard to express, right? So now let's just fast forward a little bit because I um, wanted to tell you all that even before my situation in college, I've always said that I wanted to be an attorney or because I felt like I needed to help people. And that just always been me, like always wanted to help and be there, you know, to solve problems and things of that nature. So that, that's just me by nature. And I felt that that was going to take place, but it seemed like it, it wasn't going um, in my favor. Like being, becoming a lawyer wasn't uh, suitable for me because I kept on feeling the LSAT. And I believe in if you three times, you know, something will work out three times. If you try it and it don't work out in your favor, is not meant for you. So, but this situation, I tried seven times. I tried taking an LSAT seven times. And I was just like, some ain't right. Something's not clicking because I'm passing the practice. But when it comes to actual tests, I'm just not getting it done. So maybe, just maybe, 
God is probably telling me something, but I didn't, I didn't catch a hint. I didn't know what to do. So um, it, it took me to go to the extreme of saying, I'm going to, you know, quit my job and go to California to, uh, to go to law school because they have set the score that I can, I can attain, right? And long behold, I attained that score in 2018 and still didn't get accepted. I was like, good God am I, what is going on here? So I'm like, all right, maybe this is a sign that I definitely need to reevaluate my life because mind you, this is seven years, seven, eight years have gone by um, of me trying to pursue a dream that I wanted to pursue and not what God wanted me to pursue. So that right there just um, took me for a whole loop, right? But I realized that in that time, God really wanted me to be by myself. And so I was able to just have that moment, have that time. So that was a good, what, I I quit in July and I then started working until, I would say, almost a year later. Yeah, it was almost a year. So probably around June of 2019, I um, started at working. Um, but in that time, but in my sabbaticals, should I say, um, I was able to really spend time with God and find out what my purpose was. And that's that's the purpose of this uh, podcast. I wanted to be able to, you know, Horn in on on what nonprofit purposes are and the founder purposes are because that's that's really important to know when doing the work um, of serving those that are in need or just serving your community or just even serving a demographic that you your heart desires right so in 2018 I started you know reading my Bible more, getting in, into the Word, and and really um, sitting, t- sitting with myself and meditating with God. And um, from there, it was brought to my attention that I needed to go in a different direction. I can still help people, but he needed me to really focus on helping with the mind. And I was like, okay. And even then, he had gave me a vision that I would have a nonprofit and, you know, it's going to be massive. But I have to do the grunt work first. And that's how we got to Restoring One's Hope of Atlanta. Restoring One's Hope of Atlanta Incorporated is a nonprofit organization that was birthed from my time with God. That was when I knew what my purpose was. And or and in this case is, it still is my purpose. My purpose in this world is to help those that couldn't help themselves or they can't help themselves. And because that was once me, he turned my pain, my trials and tribulations into my purpose. And I just want everybody to take a moment to think about a time in your life that has been traumatic or, you know, something that that was dear to your heart that um, you felt 
you feel a need to just help those that probably have experienced the same thing that you are going through. Just really, I encourage you to sit with God and to really meditate on that or, you know, whoever you, you pray to, to really sit with that because I feel as though that can resonate with someone that whatever you've gone through can very much well be the thing that can liberate you. Um, so that's what happened in 2018. I birthed Restoring One Hope of Atlanta and uh, and also applied to Clark Atlanta University to, to their clinical mental health counseling program. Mind you, I went to two different open houses, one for Clark and another one. And, and I also visited another um, university. But the other one just didn't sit right with me. I knew Clark was the one because it just felt like a sense of home. It felt it felt right to me, right? And and I can say this with all confidence. It still feels right to me because I have excelled um, since my since I started, and I believe that I can continue excel once I graduate. So um, to mind you, so think about it. I'm in school. And running a nonprofit. So once I was able to start that and get that off the ground, and I started in 2019 with um, with preparing sandwiches and or preparing you know cold meals for for those that are in need. It started out with 85, and I just want to shout out to those that has helped me along the way, such as Miss Sharon. Uh, that's my spiritual mom. Uh, she was there with me. We was at her at her house on her dining room table, just brainstorming on what we can do, how we can um, come up with a name, and things of that nature. So I I I owe what I have, what has been built, what I what God has called me to be a steward over because it's not mine. Like this organization. And what I do is not mine. It's all God. And I'm just a steward over what he has put before me. And um, and he has also put people in my path for different seasons of, of my life and of this journey to help me along the way with their expertise and with their, um, their wherewithal to help me along the way. And I just thank God for them each and every day because I would not be where... I am, and this organization would not be where it is if it wasn't for the people that has helped me along the way. So I just want to just pause and just thank them because from the bottom of my heart, because they don't know how much their support really means to me. Um, and, and words can't express it because I wish I can do more, but all I have right now are my words. Um, <laughs> so that was that's that's definitely. Um, what I, I, I would have to attribute that to because, and, you know, just wanting to be transparent and honest about everything because I, I did not do this on my own. Don't forget to follow us on Let's Talk Nonprofit ATL on IG and Facebook. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Nonprofit. Follow me, your girl, Brittany. I am Brittany J on IG, Brittany Johnson's on Facebook. Thank you all. Oh, wait.
there's more. We on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Spotify. Catch us on these platforms of podcasts, and we will hear from you soon. Thank you.